Welcome to the Thinking About Podcast, your digital equivalent to late night chats with good friends that keep you thinking. I'm Kirsty, and together we'll join interesting people for deep, meaningful conversations that will help elevate our lives, leave us with actionable outcomes, and keep us thinking for days to come. Hi friends and welcome to the Thinking About Podcast. My name is Kirsty, and I am so glad to have you here today. We are celebrating because I just realized that last week we charted on not only the Apple Canada Entrepreneurship Podcast, but also Apple Japan Entrepreneurship Podcast, which is so cool. So thank you for supporting the pod. If you are listening in Japan, thank you for that as well and for tuning in wherever you are so that we could do a little happy dance together this morning because it is such a moment to create a podcast and then put it out in the world and like not know what's going on and I feel like lately it's really been getting some great feedback and just to know that you're enjoying it means so much to me so thank you from the bottom of my heart for continuing to do that I have also been working tirelessly in the back end lately setting up interviews doing interviews getting all the people And I just think that it's going to be such a good year. And I struggled for a bit at the end of last year, actually a big chunk of last year, just trying to make space for all of this and feel excited about things. And uh, I'm getting it back full force right now. So to see that other people are enjoying it while I'm feeling that way is just so exciting and really rewarding. In the theme of talking about what we have coming up this year. If you have anything that you want to hear, if there's something that you're working on or working towards in 2024, (laughs) it's like, what year are we in? Um, But if there is anything you're working towards and there is an expert that we can have on the podcast and ask the questions to, like, please let me know and I will do everything in my power to set that up because this is what it's for. It's about talking about the things that keep us thinking. So let's do that all together. And today we are talking with a very special guest about something that I really wanted to learn about, um, which is tarot. Our guest's name is Jane Marie. She is absolutely fascinating. I crossed paths with her at a party that I hosted for a client last summer where she gave me my first tarot reading after wowing literally everyone at the event. She would do readings and people would walk over and be like, oh my gosh, she totally gets me. Like this just blew my mind. So I was very excited and nervous because I'd never had a reading before. But once I had mine and chatted with her at the end of the night, I was blown away by her knowledge of tarot, her views of the world, and just her as an overall person. So naturally we had to get her on the podcast. We actually recorded this chat last year, like quite some time ago. So I'm very excited that the day is finally here, that she is coming to your ear holes uh, and is going to teach you just like so much wisdom that she has. Jane comes from generations of those with unusual gifts. She was lucky enough to have people surround her with encouragement to accept the ethereal as simply a daily part of her life. And she continues to this day with the understanding that there are so many parts of ourselves that we can access to our benefit. She feels truly blessed to be able to use this ability to share with others. And she really does that so deeply. So I'm excited for you to hear all about that. For many years, she's studied and continues to study tarot, numerology, Jungian aspects of tarot, astrology, and the understanding of transcendent power of energy. She is a Yuzu Reiki master, Tibetan Reiki master, master 
Western NLP hypnotism and timeline therapy. She considers herself a lifelong learner, which you'll hear that she very much is, and also learns from her clients every day, which is something that came very clearly through the episode, how deeply she cares about her clients and what she takes from them as well. And I think that there's this aspect when people are in an expert role or teaching or readings or whatever it is that people are doing where it seems like they have learned everything and they're here to teach you. So I loved that she really highlighted the impact of learning from the people that are learning from her. I think that tells you a lot that you need to know about her. And I'm really excited that 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 was something that came through in the conversation. Jane believes that tarot is what your unconscious mind wants your conscious mind to pay attention to regarding the situation. It acts as a jumpstart to remove blockages that impede happiness and fulfillment. In readings, she simply opens the path to this knowledge and allows it to flow, providing clear and empowering insights that can pinpoint issues and offer solutions. Her joy comes from the self-knowledge and insights that people accept to alter their lives in, in a way that benefits them and everyone they love. And you can absolutely hear that when she talks about it in this episode. We dive into what tarot is. We talk about what it was like for her growing up with special abilities that were shared by many women in her family. I think that that's such an incredible story. And so I was really excited to dive into that. We also talk about how tarot became her life's work. And things that you need to know to get into tarot, like what to ask at a reading, something I did not know I had to prepare for before I had the first one, what cards to get if you're wanting to have your own and learn more about tarot. I actually got two decks of cards over Christmas. One is from Mark, one is from my best friend, and I am incredibly inspired after re-listening to the conversation to spend some more time with those cards. On top of the wisdom around tarot that she shares with us, she also gives us great insights on how to harness and nurture your your intuition, love, and so much more. I think that this is an episode I would recommend listening to with a journal or your notes app handy because there's so many questions that she framed throughout the episode that I personally really want to come back to and reflect on. And I feel like if you are a listener of this podcast, you will also feel the same way. So consider this your heads up that that is something that you'll want to have handy before you dive into the episode or just mark it down and it can be something that you keep coming back to because there are so many life lessons in here that I think can lead to a very fulfilling life. So I highly recommend having that. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you're interested in getting a reading from Jane, taking her courses, or getting any additional information about her, you can find everything linked in the show notes as always. Be sure to drop us a message to let us know what kept you thinking from the episode. And without further ado, I hope you have the most incredible week and I hope you really enjoy this conversation with Jane. Hi, Jane. Welcome to the Thinking About Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I've been telling all of my friends that you are coming. And honestly, I put up question boxes a lot to ask people what they want to say. And you are one of the main people that got interest in giving me questions. So I am very excited that we get to dive into all things tarot today and your really interesting career. So thank you for being here. And to get started with every episode, we start with the question, what currently has you thinking? Because it is called the Thinking About Podcast. 
what currently has me thinking, which is a little bit different than tarot right now, is things along the along the lines of frequencies. I'm very interested in frequencies. And I, it actually started through a client and her sister is a psychiatrist in Chicago. And she said she was curing people with depression with sound. So I, I know. And so it was, and here's, this is the part about, about the tarot here is when you're aligned, when you, when your, your chakras are aligned, when you're feeling together, you know, when something is like, pay attention to this, this is something to pay attention to. So I paid attention to it. I went immediately online and I found a Ted talk and a Ted talk. So they're vetted. So, you know, that's not just anybody and the the person's name was lee bartell l-e-e-b-a-r-t-e-l and he happened to be a professor at the university of toronto out of heaven which of course young says there is no such thing right and he is it's worth 18 minutes of your life to listen to music and medicine it's not just music it's the sound om it's tibetan singing bowls it's baroque music not rap baroque you know brahms bach like that and they are um they they aren't they aren't curing Alzheimer's, but they're stopping it um, with sound and the concept of of what sound does to us. Like I, I live in downtown Toronto, and so the horns honking and all that affects your immune system. And one of the reasons that you have to you know constantly realign yourself. All and I say this off and on all day. All positive energy come to me. All negative energy go home. So I'm always realigning myself. But now. In the evening or when I have time, I make the point of listening to the frequencies that he suggests. But I've found others in the meantime um, that are Nikola Tesla has said that sound will be the future of medicine. So I've been very interested in this, which has nothing specifically to do with tarot, but I'm open to so many different things and i it just it just aligned with me it just made me feel like yeah this is something i have to pay attention to so i've been very interested in this have you noticed anything changing absolutely absolutely i'm a fire sign and i tend to be scattered and so i often use it as a a, you know on the side as a sort of a it grounds me and even tesla has 369 code 432 which he says it's a frequency of the earth and that's very grounding as well. Interesting. That's how that's I use very it. Very cool. I can watch that tonight and I will report back. Luckily, I don't have anything to be healed per se. Well, perhaps I do. I just don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but I but I listen to it on a pretty regular basis. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you explore uh, different practices often? I have two Reiki masters. Usuri and Tibetan. I have studied color healing. I have studied remote viewing under Lynn Buchanan, who was one of the original Stargate uh, with the U.S. military. I have a master's in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP and in hypnosis, timeline therapy. And I am an avid studier, not an expert of Jungian psychology. And I, everything that I do comes home to tarot and I use it in tarot. That's incredible. I love that. You are so seasoned in your knowledge. That is very evident from when we met. 
And I'm literally so excited to go through these questions with you today. So thank you for being here. To get started, I read on your website that you are one of several gifted women in your family, blessed with a knowing. Did you recognize that from an early age or was there a specific moment that that kind of came to you? I don't remember a time when it wasn't a recognizable part of who I am. It just It's just part of who I am. And it's also part of who we were as a family, which makes a difference as well. We lived in an old house and, and uh, around 6 a.m. you could always smell bacon. My mother would be like, oh, you know, the people that lived here before are just making breakfast. And we just went around it or they would say, you know, we saw, oh, I saw Aunt Emily last night. You know, she'd been dead for 10 years or something. So it's always been just a recognizable part of my family. So it was never separate from me. That's awesome. Is there any women in your family that didn't necessarily have it? That's a really good question. Let me put it this way. There are people in my family that don't use it. Interesting. And, um, but they have it, but they don't use it. I, I'm a firm believer that we all have it. It just, when when you grow up with it, it just it just comes more easily. And for instance, my grandmother would have suppressed it because it wasn't acceptable. So it just depends on, you know, how much you, you're pushed. And I've always had this, this push to do something. And it's really, really hard to ignore it. I'd like to ignore it sometimes. (laughs) That is so cool. How did it become your life's work? Is it because you couldn't ignore it? Or was there a moment where you're like, this is what I'm going to put my eggs into these baskets and help other people? You know, it became my life's work gradually because I'd always been taking these courses and studying, et cetera. And, you know, when you, just like you with your friends, you offer guidance, et cetera, I just would be able to maybe pull a card or two and, you know, it it just awakened something in you. And uh, the what it's been doing is just it came across gradually. I just started building and building and building on it. And one day it was like, oh, here I am. But even even the studying of tarot, you know, I've been doing it now for well, almost 25 years. And the the tarot that I was interested in, because I'm the cards are fascinating to me. And I, I had my cards read and they really spoke to me. And again, if you're in the right place at the right time with the right people, you get these understandings, you get these feelings and you recognize them. It's up to, up to you what you do with it, right? So I started sort of looking around and I couldn't really find anything specific. So it's like, you know how you take a puzzle piece and, you know, you put the pieces around the corners and I was taking bits and pieces and putting it together. And um, I started piecing together what I could and it eventually grew into a framework. And this has actually became the classes that I I teach today. The methodology that I teach, people tell me they can't find any anywhere else. I teach a very technical course because tarot is like, an alphabet that you teach yourself. You know, you you eventually look at water and you go, okay, what is this water saying to me? You just know, you just know it, right? So the and the methodology is the idea is that by the fourth lesson, I'm like, one, two, three, what's the answer? They know the <laughs> They don't know why they know the answer. And I don't care that they don't know why they know the answer because the purpose of tarot isn't that you're going to walk around with a deck of cards all day. The purpose of tarot is to open up your intuition, to listen to yourself, pay attention to yourself, and then decide, am I going to do it or not? Now, I don't even care if you're conscious and you say, I'm not going to do it. I, I, This is what my intuition is telling me, but today I don't want to fight that battle. Just listen to it and acknowledge it. And it will come more and more times 
um, to you and you'll be able to, you'll be able to utilize that knowledge to help you. Do you feel like, cause I think that tarot is like a big understanding of your own intuition and you use that to help other people through cards. I agree. How has it impacted your intuition towards yourself? Well, Okay. I stay aligned as much as possible. All positive energy come to me, all negative energy go home. I do that as much as humanly possible just so that I am in tune with my intuition. Under stress doesn't always work. And that's where I use the cards to do it, to do it that way. Now, it's hard to read your own cards because, you know, I look at the cards and I go, I'm perfect. Why would that be? (laughs) (laughs) You have to step back and read, you know, separate yourself and, and read the cards. So what it, what it does is if, under stress, if you're not in tune with yourself, it just it just opens up different channels to you and says, pay attention to this. Because you're giving so much of your energy to help other people understand or support them through a reading, what do you do to take care of your own and like protect the gift that you have? I meditate and I listen to different hurts. That really ties in all the what you're currently thinking about. <laughs> Sulfagial energies that align your chakras, things like that. Yeah. And I, and I do, I, I also need time to myself. Like I, I need to realign myself and I need the world to go away. And I know that, but I, I really don't know anything more than to clear my mind. I have to leave people behind in, in my mind after, after a reading, you know, Many times I send them energy or you know, positive energy with their permission. But for the most part, I I do my best that I know how to do. And then I let go. You can't have your ego involved. Your ego will kill you too much. Or, you know, you're the best thing that ever happened or, or too little. I don't feel confident enough to say it. Either one won't work. You have to just honestly be present and say, I'm going to say, do the best job I know how to do. And let your ego go. You just have to step away. Really? Yeah. Do you feel like that separation has become easier in all the years that you've been practicing? Sometimes it depends on the client because if the client is in crises, sometimes it's harder to, it's not that, it's not that my ego's involved, but I'm, my, my compassion is involved. That's fair. I feel like it would, I would get very caught up in that passion for everyone else. Well, you're a water sign. I'm a fire yeah. sign. Like, what's next? Just like burn it. Let's go. That's right. That's right. I'm um, not exactly that indifferent, but yes. At least I'm not you, a water sign. You do not come across indifferent at all. So you have been practicing tarot professionally for 23 years. And I think that I remember you saying when we chatted in person that you decided to explore this more after having your cards read, right? And can you tell us a bit more about the story behind how you got started? And then kind of a side to that is people were asking how someone does get started in it. So I would love to hear your journey and then follow that up with today. How can people get involved in it? Okay. First of all, I want to say this. You, there are many Pass to the top of the mountain. Anybody that tells you there's only one path, that's a cult. I always tell my students, start your own cult and make some money. You don't need to follow somebody else. But I was having my cards read and I pointed something out to the woman and she said, nobody knows that. And I said, but it's so obvious. 
And she said, nobody knows that. So that sort of got me interested in it. But as I mentioned to you before, I've studied all these other aspects. I've always, you know, but I always have come back to tarot. And it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but I get it. I it just it just resonates with me. And that's why I'm mentioning all these other different paths. It could be astrology, it could be I Ching, it could be runes. It's, it's so people have to find their own way. And even when I teach, finding their own way to read the cards, finding, you know, what what you know, they're different generations than I am. They bring different things. I learned so much from my students. It's amazing. Um, you know, they bring so many different aspects to it because you know they come from different cultures and different backgrounds, which is great. So honestly i think many people um just take different courses and they say this resonates with me this doesn't and it's just align yourself somehow i'm a big fan of meditation and anything that just clears your mind now i know how difficult it is i i as i mentioned to you i'm a fire sign i don't sit in a corner for hours on end and and meditate but what i do is when i'm walking to my car when i'm walking onto my elevator when i'm on an escalator when i'm making the bed when i'm doing the dishes i take those times i'll positive energy come to me i'll negative energy go home or um breathe deeply breathe slowly the infinity sign which is as is above so is below young carl carl gustav young says as is within, so is without, like we're little mirrors, right? So I just, I constantly realign myself so that I, I'm in the right place at the right time and able to get the information that I need to make the decisions that I need to make to make my life whole and complete and to fulfill my purpose. And I say this often, your purpose in life is to find your purpose. You have to just go out and do it. And I don't like to tell anybody how to live their life. I have no trouble living my own, but I do feel that you're that at this point, they just have to explore and say, does this resonate with me? It's as simple as that. And do you think that if they feel like it's resonating with them, just keep exploring it? Is that the move to move forward? Yes. And I think they will naturally. I, I think they just will naturally if it's if it's something that interests them. And if it works for them, because if it's not working for them, they're not going to do it. If you know, if it's so I don't um Again, I just say, here's the path, walk on it. Is it hard to see a path and then wait for other people to decide whether or not to take it? Is it oh, is it difficult for me to watch people not do it? As long as they're walking, I don't care. Because sometimes that going down the path and zigzagging is, is part of the journey and I'm perfectly fine with it. My issue is how do you make the things that didn't work the best thing that ever happened to you? So, and I got that from one of my one of my students. It's just like, you know what? You fall down, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off. How, what did I learn from that that I'm going to use next? And that's really what's important. I was just talking to, I did another podcast recording this morning and we had a long chat about that. And I think that that's a lesson that comes up a lot, especially for entrepreneurs is like, there is so much learning that comes from things that don't necessarily work out the way that you expected. Yes. But you've learned them, haven't you? for the exactly. most part mm-hmm. yeah but that's the whole point and, it, and you know it doesn't get easier as you get older people think oh you know I've learned you know I've learned my lesson I'm like oh no just wait it's coming <laughs> but it's you you get to the point where you understand you know here's a lesson here's an obstacle just learn and keep going keep walking I always talk about how when I was younger I like really believed that you just hit like 25 or 30 or 40 and like 
life just made sense. And I remember asking my mom once when I was in university, I was like, do you still like not really have any idea what's going on? My mom was like, well, like I'm figuring it out, but yeah, (laughs) it was such a nice realization for me. And I think that that's when I started to realize that like, it's all part of the process. Got to live in the present. Exactly. Instead of trying to figure out what's next, you're just like, you're here. and Make the present as whole and complete as you possibly can. And as is within, so things will unfold for you. I love that. Your philosophy on tarot and numerology is based on a belief. This is from your website, which I loved. It's based on a belief that every person holds the answer to the questions that arise in their life journey. What are the best ways that you think people can start to uncover that and start moving forward on their path? or zigzagging their way through their path. First of all, you what I said before is you just you just be aware. One of the things that Jung says is that you need to be not living in a trance. You cannot live in a trance. You just can't keep repeating everything everything over and over again. Your unconscious mind will give you what you want. So if you say, you know, I want a bad relationship, it'll give it to you. Like you say, I'm in a bad relationship, I'm going to stay 6 years. Good. You know, we'll give you another one. So you need to you need to be awake and aware and know what you want and consciously work towards your goals and consciously say to yourself, this is what's working and this isn't what's working. What do I want to do about it? And as I said to you earlier, some you know, there's some days where you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna take the easy road today. We all do it. It's okay. As long as you do it consciously. It's perfectly fine. Just don't live in a trance. Just be awake and aware and know what you're doing. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. So are you thinking about the Kardashians or, you know, are you are you thinking about what's next in your in your career? It's up to you what you think about, you know. You know, you're not your thoughts. You're the creator of your thoughts. You're you're not your emotions. You're the creator of your emotions. Nobody can give you peace and nobody can take it away. Own it. These are your dragons to slay. This is your quest. This is your life. Like, don't give your power away. I tell my students, don't give it to me. Don't give it to <laughs> me. I have enough. I have enough things going on in my life. Because it doesn't get, it gets easier because you become more mellow about it. Let me put it that way. It's not, it's not like, oh, here's another, it's like, oh, here's another crisis. Here we go. But what do I need to learn from this? And then you let it go and then you move on. And it's it's not quite as simple as that, but it's as simple as that as well. So open yourself up to all the possibilities and just keep walking. Be, and be aware of what you're doing. Be awake and aware. You feel like that's advice that you have to give often in your client work? Sometimes. I don't I don't have a formula per se. I do have I do have something that I have found consistent through everybody and that is everyone wants to be loved and everyone wants to be valued and i that's the consistency that i that i have found people are fascinating in how they go about different things which is always is always interesting and sometimes very funny and i i've formed great friendships with people through the years but it's just a matter of opening yourself up and letting the sunshine in i love that so i have felt like in the last 5 to 10 years i've noticed a lot more people talking about tarot numerology astrology many different practices that weren't necessarily something that people were talking about in my life before that. Do you find that people are more open to or exploring these types of practices these days? 
Absolutely. Why do you think that's happened? It's a really good question. It's 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 become more mainstream. Um, I don't know exactly why that has happened. I'm I I'm sure there's some esoteric reason, but um, I'm not an astrologer. I would think this would be more a, a question for an astrologer than for than for me. I'm just knowing that it works, and when things work, people flock to it. That's so, so true. it's more along those lines from my point of view. But if you're looking for that answer, I think I would ask an astrologer, and I'm not an astrologer. Okay. Astrology is a part of tarot. Yes. But as you know, because that was, we talked about that just before we went on. Um, so I'm always aware of of who I'm dealing with astrologically and numerology and through numerology as well. But I I don't I just think it's a matter of it's just become more commonplace and as it does and it works, more people are drawn towards it. Used to be yeah. sort of hidden in the shadows. Yeah, I like that. I think that the people in my circles are trying to understand themselves better too, which is that which is, is helpful. True. You go up Maslow's scale, you know, we 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 have food, we have shelter, um, and we we move up spiritually, yeah. And of course, yeah. the other thing that's happened is people are there are less people going to an actual church on a regular basis. True. So that that per, that feeling of of belonging spiritually has just turned to tarot groups or astral- that's so true. I um I grew up Catholic, but I don't go to church ever. But I and I was like very I thought that I was not into spirituality at all, but then from practicing different different approaches, I think that there's a lot that you can gain from different levels of spirituality, especially like to move you forward in your own life in so many different ways. And I get so excited now that my friends are also into it. My best friend got her first like deck of cards this year and at the cottage. We've gone from like partying really hard to like doing tarot readings. And it literally makes me so happy. <laughs> it's really, it's really delving into your unconscious mind and seeing, you know, what what is what what the what the want you to pay attention to. Like yes. That. And I feel like we have such good conversations about like our own personal growth because of these things that we're exploring and like it's making our connection so much deeper and I just love that so much. I'm going to take it backwards just for a minute in case anyone is listening and is not familiar with tarot readings. Can you give us a brief synopsis of what a tarot reading is? Hero is a visual map of universal consciousness that allows us to communicate meaningfully with our inner depths. It can be thought of an alphabet um, of an of our unconscious mind. There was one time in your life when you went cat. Now you just you, you look at and you see um for instance you see a bridge and you know it's you know it's a, a pathway to uh to to new things. You just know you just it connects with you right away. So it's in a visual expression of Jungian archetypes. It can offer insights into all aspects of your life especially the underlying, and this is the most important part, the underlying drives methods and complexes. Like, why are you doing this? Archetypes are cross-cultural. You can read cards in Thailand. You can read them in Serbia. You can read them anywhere. 
um, and act as mirrors for mental, physical, spiritual, and physical levels of consciousness. So it is literally a picture that, you know, like logos at one point, you know, you look at the, you, you, you look at the Nike logo and, and you go, oh, just do it. Like you just swish. It's that you see something and it resonates with you and it opens up something within you and allows you to explore that as much as you choose. The Oracle of Delphi says, know thyself. That's your quest is to know yourself. You know, it makes you recognize what's helping you and what's hindering you as you work through your issues. How long would you say it took you to understand the alphabet? I'm using air quotes for anyone listening. Okay. A long time because I didn't have a structure from which to work. But that's why, that's why the classes were created because it was, it was, my structure. I I teach an intro to tarot. And at the end of that class, this two hours, the students read a card by just numerology and energy. There's only four energies or there, fire and water, and there's only nine numbers. It's not that hard. And I give them a cheat sheet, but yeah, they can answer a question with just that. That's not all of tarot, but that's, if you can figure out if it's fire, water, earth, um, or air, then you have an idea of the of the energy that's coming into it and the number that is affecting it. Numerology goes back to Pythagoras. It's fascinating. I just I think everybody should look at numerology. I also did not, this is just an aside, but I did not realize that there was a difference between it like the way that it flips up the cards. I just learned that this summer. What do you mean flips up? Like if it's upside down or not. I don't do that. I never oh. do. I didn't think you did when we did our reading. I'll tell you why. Because my job is to read cards. And if somebody sees a card upside, a a client sees a card upside down, they go, something bad's going to (laughs) happen. It's not. It's not. I read the entire card. Every card has a positive. The devil has a positive and negative side to it. Death has the positive negatives. So I read the entire card every time and to say this is positive and this is negative what part of your life is 100% positive or 100% negative that is a really good point so the first thing I do before I read cards is I go through them and I make sure they're all right side up just so just so I don't have to deal with people saying it's very stressful it when is. someone when someone flips it up and it's upside down. The, the the other thing that I do when I'm reading cards, if I do get the devil or I get the ten of swords where he has all the swords in his back, I immediately go to that card and say, I just want you to know there's a positive side to this. I'm going to peek it, let you peek at the positive side, so that you understand this. The purpose of t- the purpose of tarot isn't to go da, 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 you know life is terrible and you you know nothing you can do about it. It's the purpose of tarot is to say this is what's going to happen if you continue on this path. Do you want to do that? Are you willing to risk that? Are, is that okay with you? You know, I don't want to leave this relationship. Okay, then stay another ten years. Nothing's going to change. So just accept it, and that's that's fine. That's not my job to tell you to accept it or not accept it. It's my job to say, this is what will happen. So it's, it's up to you. It it doesn't mean it's negative. It means what do you want to do about this situation if it arrives? And, and the next question would be, what do I need to do to avoid this? That's the next question I would ask. I like the, the 
the force that you're giving the people that you're reading. I think that that's really important to be able to, to give them the opportunity to decide what they're doing with their life. Because mm. really people can't tell other people what to do. You're just a guide. I know, but it's so easy to see when you're not emotionally involved. (laughs) So true. (laughs) This is my favorite question in tarot. Yeah. This empowers the other party and not me, even though it's obvious, you know, you know what it's like when you can, you know, you're not emotionally involved. Knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? And if they say nothing, this is what I tell my students. You've got a client for life because they're going to wash, rinse, repeat. They're going to be back. They're going to be saying the same things over and over again and doing the same things over and over again. But if they say, I should have left earlier or I, you know, whatever it is that they know, you go, you know what? You're, you're never going to repeat it again. It's over. The lessons learned. Now, just don't look back. Go forward. Let's talk about the life moving forward. You don't have to do this anymore. That's a very powerful question. It's a very powerful question because it makes, and and even as a friend, when you're at your cottage and, and reading cards with other people, you it, what it does is it empowers them. If it comes from within them, they go, yeah, I know. And they did know, by the way. Yeah. I feel like if you're willing to, maybe that's because I feel like I'm, I like my intuition a lot. I've learned that. Most of the time when I follow it, it's always going to go the right way. Be grateful for it. I'm a big fan of being grateful. Every night before you go to sleep at night, say thank you for my intuition. I will. I actually will. I think that my intuition is one of my favorite things about myself, especially when I follow it. (laughs) But I think that, do you think that everyone is able to trust their intuition? Yes. Or they have good intuition? Yes, I yes I do. But again, it's it's a matter of uh, if it's been nurtured, really, and how much it's been nurtured, and externally and internally. Because you know, if you're externally validated and people think it's it's wrong around you, you're probably not going to listen to it. That's so true. So if you're internally validated and you and it feels right to you, you'll listen to it, and then you'll just keep listening to it, and eventually, you know, you just keep your mouth shut and not tell anybody, and then just do it. And that is where true power lies, in my opinion. <laughs> it's just going with your gut and not worrying about what other people have to say. Being internally validated. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% I right. had a big change between external validation and internal validation in the last few years. And I feel like I feel much happier with who I am as a person because of that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really special. How do people nurture it? Do you have any advice on that? Well, I, I, just what I said before, like pay attention to it, be aware. And then even if you don't want it, as I said, if you, you have a day where you're like, nope, I'm, no, I'm not going to do that. Just pay attention to it and then acknowledge it and and then either follow it or don't follow it. Just acknowledge, like live, Jung says, live consciously, live, be awake and be aware. Just live consciously. That's all. And the unconscious mind will come up and say, this feels, you know, turn right. This feels more comfortable. I could do this in the car. Like, you know, which way should I go? You know, those sorts of things. I know I'm shallow. I, you know, I, I use it to find a place I use. Yeah. (laughs) If you have that control, like why not use it? You know? So something that was interesting for me, you're my first tarot reading I've ever had, which was very exciting. Yes. And I was told to ask you a question and that was very stressful for me because I did not know that I needed to do that. So if anyone is thinking about getting a tarot reading, I want to help them prepare for that. So as someone who does readings, what 
are good types of questions or what are things that people should think about to bring forward in a tarot reading? What does the universe want me to know today? I like that. What does the universe want me to know about my career? What does my relationship want me to know about my relationship? What is my about my health? What is like I would just I like open ended questions because it gives me uh, opportunities instead of saying, you know, should I, as I said, turn left or right? I can answer that. It's not that exciting to me. I like the open ended questions where I can get all kinds of information and bring it all together. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And do you find that people normally ask certain like similar ones? Is relationships I, a big one? Relationships is a big one and career is and career is a big one. People sometimes come with specific questions and sometimes they don't. So I, I just say, look, at, let's do a big spread and we'll see where it goes. Or we can do earth, air, fire and water, health, finances, career relationships one at a time. If you have specific questions, because I don't want me to go through this whole thing and then find out. I just wanted to know if I should quit my job. I'm like, oh, boy. You know, I just, <laughs> like so I'd like to get that out of the way, because why do they want to quit their job? What made them take that job? What's going to make them take the next job? Like then that's a whole then we've got something to talk about. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good to know. What do you think about people asking like negative open ended questions? I'm trying. I had an example of it that somebody asked when we were doing it at the cottage. But I don't remember what I it just, is. I now. just want to tell you, your brain doesn't process negativity. Like if you say to kids, don't run, they run. So uh, always ask questions in a positive way. Like, how do I leave this jerk or something like that? <laughs> it's very positive. <laughs> how do I get out of this? Okay. So I want to know about what happens after the reading from the people's perspective because I think that there's so much learning that comes through as you're doing it and I think maybe it can get overwhelming for people so you've kind of alluded to this already but do you have advice for like taking action once your eyes have been open to specific things about your life well basically what what you want to do is know that your actions are either helping you or hindering you towards your goal so have a be aware of your goal and actualize the steps towards your goal. That's that's number one. As I said, but you know, pay attention to what you're paying attention to. You know, you're not your thoughts, you're the creator of your thoughts. Are your thoughts working towards what you want to do? And be awake and aware. People tell you who they are all the time. Pay attention. I tell people all the time, don't be nice, don't give second chances, don't cope, don't understand. Look at them clearly and say, this is who this person is. Then you can decide how much compassion to add. But if you if you are a fixer or a healer or a savior, you, you're going to attract somebody needs fixing and healing or saving. And I, I literally have one rule in tarot, and that's unbalanced relationships don't work. If one person's a giver, one person's a taker, the taker and the taker will leave because eventually that person will grow up and not want to have a teacher, preacher, mother, father as... Um, as as a partner, they want they'll want to be with somebody that looks up to them. The things are that looks and thinks they're incredible, and they are incredible. But you know, if they're a professional victim, and you're the, you know, and you're the savior, you just that's what you're going to attract. So look at your role in the relationship and say, do I like this role? Like, is it is this something I want to do? Do I constantly want to be around people that need fixing and healing? And I tell people, if that's what you want to do, get it as a career, make money doing it. 
(laughs) When it comes to your friends, there should be some sort of flow. There should be some sort of give and take. And especially in close personal relationships, because close personal relationships are there to bring up your stuff and to help you grow. That's that's young. He says every relationship that you have in this world counts. Every single one. The one you had at the grocery store this morning. It matters. But close personal relationships are there to trigger you. And if you are triggered, that is what you need to heal. So you need close personal relationships, but you need them to be as balanced as humanly possible, that there's give and take. So pay attention to what you're doing. Is it working for you? Is it helping you work towards your goal? And, you know, and do you like yourself? Like you, you know, how do you be in love with someone else if you don't like who you are in a relationship? How do you define yourself in a relationship? People say, oh, this is what I want in that person. I'm like, what, what are you, who are you in this relationship? And they don't, they don't know. So define who you are in, in a relationship. And that will tell you as it's within, so it's without that. What that's what you will attract. But if you know, if if you you know, if if you want a certain kind of a person, and you you're never around those, you know, where would that person be? Like, well, how would you meet this person? You need to you need to think clearly and be where this person would be, where you would be sharing something that you both care about. Do some volunteer work. Volunteer for a TED talk. You know, TED talks are at Evergreen Brickworks. You know. You can go there and, you know, do some volunteer work and meet all kinds of interesting people. So make yourself whole and complete because the journey of the hero is a a journey to self, yourself. The word holy comes from the word whole. So you, you need to be whole and complete within yourself. And that's when the relationship is mature, uh, mature enough to that, that you can tackle life together. Joseph Campbell says, there's you, a perfectly wonderful human being, and there's another person, a perfectly wonderful human being. And in the middle is a is the relationship. It's a third entity. So lots of people are, this person's great and this person's great. But forming the relationship, it's tricky until these two entities are solid. So you have yeah. to know who you are. That's so true. You really need to understand yourself. I always talk First, to my and partner. love yourself and love yourself. Yes, like RuPaul says. Um, <laughs> RuPaul, RuPaul is my favorite person. I was actually no way. Me too. I if I ever wanted, if I ever get a chance to meet anybody in the celebrity world that I could, it would be RuPaul. Same. I so love funny. RuPaul. I actually, like, I went in August. I went to the Drake Hotel, and they have a they have a drag brunch. Yeah. So fun. Oh my gosh. Drag branches are the greatest. It's all full of people having bachelorettes. Oh, I bet. (laughs) That's a a strong crowd for, for drag shows I find. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's like one of the best. I think RuPaul is full of sound advice, but I really do think that like, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else is like one of the greatest lines of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's so meaningful. And my partner and I always talk about, I so I dated, but like didn't, wasn't in a relationship with people for most of my life. It's my first like full-time relationship. And I think that I learned a lot about myself in the years that I spent exploring. And like nothing is perfect, obviously, but I do feel like we are like two strong people that partnered together makes a really special connection. And I think that that's a very special 
special thing that we have that not everybody has that I've seen. No. And you know, I, I feel very strongly about this. Love doesn't come along every day. Cherish it. Yeah. It needs to be loved and watered and nurtured and cared for. People die for love. They yearn for love. They long for love. Cherish it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So my last question before we get into all of the other every episode questions. Okay. So my friends have been getting their own decks. Mm -hmm. I was curious, just because I know that there's so many out there, are there ones that are better than others? Does it matter? Is there a resource for picking a deck that's good? As an expert, what are your thoughts? Expert. Okay. <laughs> I've been around a long time. That's that. Let me put it to you that way. I use Rider Weight, And the reason that I use Rider Weight is because the symbology is so clear. And I, I'm able to say, Look at he's wearing two different shoes, and you know whatever it is that I need to do, it's not hidden from 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 view. So it's a great, great, great starter deck. Honestly, I've had people use fairy decks and zombie decks. I I don't you know I don't have stock in any of these companies, so I don't really care. But I do think that starting off with with a deck that is very clear, and then go wherever wherever it is that you you want to go. You need to be able to learn what it means when you when you see the wands and the ground, or you know, and and sometimes they're all hidden. The other thing is, I don't like decks that are all dark, and I don't like decks that say, you know, we're all tripsing through the woods and you know with fairies and everything is fine. Because my life isn't like that. So I like the Rider weight has a positive and a negative to every single card. So and how do you know which one to use? Well, you know, you look at the cards around it and you use and you also use your, your intuition and you go back to the question. The question is the most important part of the reading. It really is. Because if somebody says, should I turn left? And you start talking about, you know, the how they're going to live on a farm. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't resonate with them because it's off. If you're seeing something, stop it and then or go back to the seeing something later. We because I was seeing a little things with you in the beginning when we were just talking and you know I just we weren't online so I just felt I could say whatever I wanted to say. <laughs> you get you do get those when you're reading. You, you know you do you do get but just answer the question. That's really, really important. So I start with Rider Weight because it's clear, it's obvious, it has consistency. So when I teach, I start with a number, I go to the element, I go to the consistencies because cards have consistencies and then I go to the inconsistencies and that's how I teach it. So it's very clear on Rider Waite. So I love that. that's the only reason why I like cards. I like decks that are balanced. You know, the, there are cards that will actually write written on them what the answer is. I'm like, well, that's not, you know, I, I think it's good. I'm not criticizing it, but it's not opening up your intuition. True. That's a good point. Do you feel like this might be a very loaded question, but if someone is asking a question and you're seeing something else, do you think that they've asked the question because they're not ready for hearing the rest of it? I don't think they'd ask the question if they weren't ready for the answer. And I would answer that first. And then I would say, and I do, I see this. Okay. Good to know. But that, that, you know, that's a that's a really interesting question because then you when you do see things, you're like, I know what you're saying. Are they ready to? Because if you see things, you're like, how much do they? How much do they believe in this? And am I, you yeah. know, I might upset them by when I say, you know, I see you having ten children or something. That's good. I like that. Okay, we love a recommendation. What are you reading, listening to, or loving that we should check out? It can be lately or just your favorite book of all time whatever you well what i'm reading right now is young's red book but I, that's just because i'm very interested in sight in psychology i would if 
if what I would like you to look at is something that I am very interested in, there is a, a podcast called New Thinking Aloud. New Thinking Aloud was once called Thinking Aloud, and it was on PBS, public broadcasting, from 86 to 2002. Now it's a podcast and it's free. There is a, the person that runs it is Jeffrey Mishlove, and he is a PhD in parapsychology. Where do you get a PhD in parapsychology? The University of California, where else, right? So he interviews people who are experts in their field. So for instance, if I saw a ghost last night, he wouldn't be interested in me, but and you'd be amazed at how many universities have parapsychology study it because, and I'll tell you why, it's because they know, for instance, that Reiki works, like you can send energy. They don't know why. And they're trying to figure out why, like where, what happens between these two, like what's going on there? And they, how, how do we replicate it, you know, in the science field? So there's lots and lots of studies. So for instance, the University of Virginia has 2,500 documented cases of children that remember their past lives. So he would interview the prof that runs that department. And um, I listened to many of them. The person that I really like that he interviews, his name is James Tunney, uh, T-U-N-N-E-Y. And he has some very, being a Catholic, he talks about Fatima, different aspects. So I, there's, I think because he's been around since 86, interviewing these people all in the field of parapsychology, there's bound to be something that interests you. Some, I don't know. Do you know anything about Skinwalker Ranch? Have you ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't. There's a TV show on it, and it's it's like that a, could be why. Well, the person Robert Bigelow that owned it, it's one of the people that he interviewed with. Ooh, the, interesting. With the portals, yeah, cool. He said the oh the aliens were the easy part, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about yourself? I think my curiosity and my my love of learning. Like I never think got it. Wish I sometimes, <laughs> but I never think I've got it. I always think what's, what else can I learn? What else can I do? And I want to tell you, I, I do it from podcasts. I do it from books for sure. I learn so much from my students and from people that, um, that, you know, that are, that I read with, I, they're just, everybody has their own insights about life. And I just find it, I find people fascinating, absolutely fascinating, but with the same caveat that they all want to be loved and they all want to be valued. How do they do that? You know, do they do that from within? Are they looking without like those sorts of things? So I think my curiosity and my love of learning would be the what I like. I love that so much. I feel like I think everyone has a story that can help other people, which is why I started the podcast. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that about you. Who is somebody that keeps you thinking? Oh, it's always, it's young, always Carl Gustav Young. Always. That was my guess. <laughs> Well, you know, the tarot cards are based on Jung. Yeah. You know, the archetypical journey of the tarot is is Sally Nichols. It comes out of uh, the Jungian Institute in Switzerland. So he's um, he's heavy and it takes me, you know, I can like, I, I read a paragraph and then I can think about it for three days and because there's layers and layers and layers. So Jung, Carl Gustav Jung. I love that. And what is the best advice that you've ever received? A doctor named Dr. Doug Shrives. And he said, be present, be aware, be okay. Be present. Guilt is living in the past. Anxiety is living in the future. Live in the present. Be aware. People tell you who they are all the time. Pay attention and be okay. You know, be present and just be, align yourself. Feel balanced within yourself. Nobody can give you peace and nobody can take it away. Just align yourself and say, uh, you know, all positive energy come to me, all negative energy go home. 
you're responsible for how you feel. Be present, present, be aware, be okay. I love that. I always look for quotes that I want to put on my wall in every episode. A lot of of my Jainisms are on Tarot with Jane, J-A-Y-N-E. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm gonna look. And I have a card. I have a card that goes with it. I so- want to also tell people that are listening that when we did uh, our reading, you advised me that I should say, "And what do you think you should do about that?" When people ask me uh, to fix things for them, because I am a fixer, mm-hmm. and it is something that I am using, and so I have taken your Jainisms and put them in practice, there and it go. has helped me. Thank you. And finally, where can people find you? How can they work from you? How can they learn from you? Tell us all of the things. You can find me at jmarieps.com, and that's just the letter J, Marie, M-A-R-I-E-P-S, stands for psychicservices.com, jmarieps.com. You can go to my website. Is your uh, course on there? The, the classes the classes are listed are listed there as well. Incredible. Thank you so much for Thank sharing so all much. of this with fun. us and being here. It was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Thinking About Podcast. I hope it got you thinking and keeps you thinking for days to come. If the episode inspired you, excited you, or gave you something to think about, please feel free to send it to a loved one or a friend. And if you really loved it, you can leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcast. It helps the show grow. It helps us tell our guests how important they are to you. And of course, it lets you help me know what keeps you thinking so we can bring on amazing guests. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week.